Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Journey to Grateful podcast, a podcast to help clarify the process of loss and grief through experiences shared from myself and others living with loss. I'm your host, Tim Begonia, and this is show number 107. In this podcast, I will review the many common myths of grief to help you better prepare for the road ahead. You are invited to join this community and share your story to help others better understand grief, how it affects us moving forward, and how best to navigate its difficult path. I invite you to join the community on Facebook and Instagram, subscribe to the podcast, and find quick links to do both over at journeytograteful.com. And lastly, I ask that you take a moment to rate and review the show over at Apple Podcasts. Doing so will help this podcast reach more and more people just like you in need of an insightful grief resource which can help them navigate their grief journey. Now this simple phrase, the topic is universal, the experience is individual, actually came from a very good friend of mine, Angie Robinson, through her podcast, The Practically Perfect Leader. Now she wasn't referring to grief. She was referring to self-awareness and leadership building. But when I heard that phrase, I immediately saw how it could also relate to grief. In fact, I find more often than not that Angie's subject matter through many of her episodes, which focus on business leadership and employee building, have more connection to the average person and yes, even those navigating grief than I ever thought they could. Now, in my mind, this idea of the topic is universal and the experience is individual is a practically perfect way to explain efficiently how grief can be the same for everyone, yet different for everyone, all at the same time. I'd like to explore this a bit more, so let's begin. topic of grief is indeed universal. And in fact, I'd suggest it breaks all language and societal barriers as well. Although there are and can be a large difference in how one society mourns from another, the feelings involved in a significant loss, the undeniable steps of grief, are common to no matter where in the world you reside. And to that end, even as we look in our own backyard, across the street and down the road, we will find similar aspects of grief touching each person, young and old. However, the experiences we each have with grief can be different, and when you get right down to the details, it can affect us, each of us, in different ways. So how is this grief thing how can it possibly be the same, yet somehow different, for so many worldwide? Well, here's one portion of the answer to that question. Because we all have different experiences in life in general. So that person that we are mourning has touched us in different ways. We, along with our person, created many unique memories. We've had many specific experiences together, and those details, those specific differences, will affect us in ways that are slightly different than another person who may have had a very similar type of loss. So does that make sense? Let's see if I can explain it in a slightly different manner. Ultimately, grief is love with no place to go. It's the way we express that love that is how we grieve. 
Now, we've all loved our person differently, and the foundation of that love has been ours and ours alone. We've built together with our person that love, those experiences, those memories, all the grand pieces of that love, and all the tiny details as well. This is why grief, from one experience to another, can be so different as well. Now, this is all to say when you are starting out on your grief journey, please understand that comparing your grief with someone else's grief is something you should not try to do. Period. You may find this to be nearly impossible not to do, but try to push that aside. We are not talking apples and apples here, so it's truly not fair to compare your grief with somebody else's. And right now, I'd like to remind you of the title of this podcast. The topic is universal. The experience is individual. Griefing the loss of a loved one can be and most likely will be expressed by everyone. Thus, it's universal. Now, the beliefs of what grief is, and more specifically how grief affects us and proceeds through our lives after we've lost someone special, that is as individual as a grain of sand. With my generation growing up in the 70s and 80s, we were taught by actions, things, events, moments we experienced. Grieving the death of a loved one consisted of a week or so of family gathering together, making preparations, whatever that was, and possibly pulling together a few dozen photos, reminiscing days gone by, and finally meeting family we hadn't seen in quite a while, or of which we may not have ever met until that moment. A typical gathering included food immediately following the burial, after which most everyone returned to their corner of the world. Within a few days, everyone was back at work or school, and the immediate person or persons affected by that loss were checked in on for the next week or so until they weren't any longer. Rarely was the passing mentioned weeks or months after the funeral, and life to a teenage boy back then, seemed to slide back into a normal rhythm. I'm not certain of the accuracy of this next statement, since it is coming from a much younger me. But to me, at the time, it appeared as though discussions about grief and how people were doing with their grief just didn't seem to happen. Again, that young teen most likely wasn't as acutely aware of his surroundings or the subtleties of life whirling around him. So maybe, just maybe, there were discussions, and I just didn't realize it. But from my viewpoint, it didn't seem to be out in the open as much as it is today. Much of life wasn't back then, and so that makes sense that grief would not be as well. This experience, from my viewpoint all those years ago, is the fundamental reason I've created this podcast more than three years ago, to demystify grief, bring it out in the open, and help people define it, identify it, and become more open about it, far more than they were some 40 plus years ago. Some may wonder why this is so important. Well, for one good reason. I truly believe the more we know about grief, 
the better we will be able to navigate through its winding and uncertain path. Understanding what can happen during your walk with grief will simply prepare you for what's potentially to come. Notice I chose to say what can happen and what's potentially to come. Because as we've already defined early in this episode, little in grief is certain and experiences are often different. So how grief will affect you may be different than how it may affect someone else. But knowing about someone's experience with their grief, things they have gone through, dealt with, or felt, can help us to better prepare for our grief. The fact is, we will all have to deal with grief at some point in our lives, often many times. And I can say from experience, it doesn't get easier. So anything we can do to better prepare, I believe, is a good thing. If for no other reason than to know when you're dealing with loss and grief, that you are not alone in what you are experiencing. I've told pieces of my story to countless people through this podcast and in person, and one detail I often refer back to was my first experience with my bereavement group in the fall of 2020. The group is made up of a wide range of people of various ages who lost a mother or a friend, a son or a spouse, sudden passings, long-term illnesses, or even suicide each one a different distance from their initial loss. Some two, three, four months, others three years, and yet another more than a decade. Each with a story slightly different than the next, but each with similar feelings, or similar questions, or surprises in their current journey with their personal grief. So much so that I found myself quickly saying, I felt that way too. Or I'd think to myself, I was wondering if I was the only one that had that experience. And let me tell you right now, if you ever think or say aloud that last one, the answer will always be 100% of the time, no, you are not the only one. Now in our group discussions as the second and third meeting came around, I noted how we all began to share common understandings of what we somehow thought grief would be. Or better yet, comments were shared that made us understand how family or friends didn't quite understand grief. Not as we now did. Comments society accepted comments such as, they're in a better place, or now that it's over. Those seemed to suddenly speak volumes and become glaring verbal atrocities all under the guise of not knowing what to say. And then it happens. Now sitting on the other side of the fence we never wanted to be on, we ourselves wonder daily, is that what I used to sound like? Or did I ever say that? Oh my God, I might have. So I decided to create this podcast to share various experiences from different people, myself included, to make certain grief is better understood, to help society as a whole Avoid those common phrases which somehow don't go through the proper filter before they spill out at the feet of the bereaved. And perhaps more importantly, so the newly initiated into this club truly understand they are not alone. There are others of us who understand. There are others who have felt the way you feel. And it's okay to feel, 
to grieve, to fall apart, or to feel lost. There is a path that you can navigate together with us all, and forward is something that you can achieve someday. But for now, we must understand that this grief thing is universal. We all will most likely experience it at least once. The experience is surprisingly individual and similar all at the same time. But it's not to suggest you must go it alone. We all have a story to share, filled with our experiences of life and unfortunately of death as well. We need not skip the pages of this particular journey, as I feel they just may be the most important in our story. Because in all honesty, the only way we will be able to continue our story is if we write these next pages together. Thank you again for listening to the Journey to Grateful podcast. I am thankful for you taking the time to listen to this podcast and sharing it with others. I encourage you to stop by the community on social media, share your own story and insights on grief, and join our family in helping others on this path. Head on over to journeytograteful.com community to find ways to join in the conversation and make a difference through your story. And while you're on the site, sign up for my bi-monthly newsletter designed to provide you inspiration and motivation. And if you would like a more personal connection, I invite you to connect with me directly via email, tim at journeytograteful.com. But why stop there? Go ahead and give me a call. Leave me a voice message or simply text me. The phone number is 262-298-2428. That's 262-298-CHAT. Lastly, help me build this community, broaden my reach, and support my mission by reviewing this show and telling others why you listen over at Apple Podcasts. I provided you a leave a review button at journeytograteful.com on the homepage and the podcast page. Your support of this podcast through your comments is a powerful thing that you can do for others today, and I thank you. Now today I have discovered a quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson, which I had never heard, surprisingly enough, but seems so appropriate today that I knew it was perfect way to close out this episode. And he writes, For each thorn, there's a rosebud. For each twilight, a dawn. For each trial, the strength to carry on. For each storm cloud, a rainbow. For each shadow, the sun. And for each parting, sweet memories when sorrow is done. Thank you again, my friends, for joining me today. Let me know your thoughts on today's episode or any previous episodes. And for those who are walking on their path with grief, I hope you find a way to walk confidently on your journey to grateful. Bye-bye.